Thank you, Jeff. So, where did we leave off that last section? We're going to put that slide back up again. Don't take part in doing these worth, those worthless things that are done in the dark. Now, the thing I want to talk about this morning is actually not that light. It is quite dark. And I thought about this as a subject for, for this group, but I think it's absolutely appropriate because potentially everybody here could be impacted by what I want to talk about this morning. Now, here's a quote from a chap from a big organization called the OECD, which you don't need to know what that stands for, but it's big and it's global. And this chap said, whatever we're talking about is the dark side of the modern age. The dark side of the modern age. Now, remember what we talked about earlier about things being dark. doesn't mean nighttime. It just means stuff that we do that we're probably going to be ashamed of if people find out things that are wrong and we know that they're wrong and our consciences tell us. So what is it that is the dark side of the modern age? I want to talk about cyberbullying. It is a major, major problem. If you're not aware of what that is, it is basically, and forgive the, uh, the American slide on this one because they like to drop their U's, as you know, but it is basically spreading rumors, often false rumors, embarrassing pictures, harassing messages, creating fake profiles and sending them through various forms of online uh, uh, media. So whether that's text messages or emails, it could be online chats, it could be video games, and obviously loads of stuff on social media, platforms, apps, and uh, various other websites. So it's prolific and it's proliferating. If we go to the next, uh, next slide, this is the kind of stuff that kids, not just kids, but often kids, our kids, and others are receiving, and often a lot worse. To the next. This fit fact uh, shocked me to the core, actually. Um, this is a study by the same OECD, which was of 50, 48 nations globally, 48, looking at a quarter of a million teachers and asking them, what's going on in your schools? And they found that the cyberbullying in English schools is actually the worst in the world. The worst in the world. That 14% of head teachers reported harmful posts that impacted one or more of their students. Another study by uh, McAfee, the uh, online security uh, company and software. Nearly half of teenagers, 14 to 18 year olds, are bullied online. And it doesn't just start, stop at kids, it goes to adults too. Nearly a quarter of people are targeted online, according to YouGov. These are recent surveys. This OECD one came out two months ago. For young people, the, 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 the platform that appears to be the most abused is probably one, the one that's most used, because as you're all aware, you oldies, the youngsters moved off Facebook years ago and left it to us oldies. Um, and Instagram now is, is their um, platform of choice. So no surprise that most of the bullying that goes on for young people is on Instagram. And for adults, it's Facebook. Now, these are, this is bullying that is going on either, it may be anonymously, it may not be. But of course, remoteness, if it's somebody who's sending a message through an online system, then there is a remoteness of physical location. So they may not be not using their name, but obviously when you're not with somebody, people tend to get a little bit bolder, don't they? When they're either hiding behind a false name or no name, or if they're far removed from the person who they're targeting. But the effects are pretty dramatic, and I'm sure you're aware of many of these things, that in the victim that can cause anger, 
Isolation, loneliness, you can feel really lonely if somebody's victimizing you. D- depression, illness, mental illness. And of course, humi- just humiliation, just the, the act of being picked on. Now, if we look at... Um, uh, go to the next slide, Stefan. I just want to touch on some practical advice because it's, uh, it's, a, it's a prolific and a very difficult thing to be able to stop. But I, I just want to give some practical advice before we go on to talk about what the Bible might say about this. I think it's really important that we all take this seriously. If you are somebody who's a victim of this, especially if you're a child, these are the things that are uh, are said. These are the actions that uh, are recommended. Let's put it that way. Not to retaliate. Don't retaliate because that's what people, the the bullies are looking for. They want you to respond. Save the evidence. Take screenshots and, and record what's going on. Tell someone what's happening. So tell your parent, tell a trusted friend. Uh, what's going on so that the burden is shared. Take steps to block what's going on, mute it, uh, block them from your account and sending messages. And then I think this last point is actually quite important, that remember that the problem is with the person themselves that's harassing you, not with you. I think sometimes our confidence can be knocked when they're on the wrong end of a really nasty text or something. We have to remember who's on the other end of that. And research has shown that quite often that person is someone who themselves have been subject to some kind of abuse or bullying uh, in the past or even currently. So often, not always, but often there is a root problem with that person who's doing it. If you, and there's lots of parents, guardians and grandparents in this church, um, I think this is an important message. Don't assume that everything's fine because especially kids are great at putting a a front on this kind of stuff, right? And pretending all is well. Do your research. Find out where are your children spending their time online. Are you monitoring? Do you know what they're doing when they're on the phones and on their tablets? Talk to them. Keep, I think this is an obvious one, but keep those lines of communication going. As much communicating as you can do, then the more honest it is likely that uh, those children are going to be. Take the comments seriously. That's another challenge often that we don't take seriously enough what we're being told that we think it's ah yeah don't worry about it you'll get over it or uh, it'll stop soon take it seriously understand the technology might be challenging for some of us in this room it doesn't mean understanding the back end of the technology it just means know what these platforms do if your child is on instagram or whatsapp get a sense of what that is how it works who's on it so it's really understanding the the application or the or the messaging system from the point of view of how it's used. And then obviously if there's a serious problem where we're required, to, well not required, but highly advisable to, to take a, a step, maybe you would involve the school. Uh, CEOPS, which is the online uh, branch of, of, the, of the police that are monitoring all of this, they have a, a website and a helpline. Uh, and for children themselves, of course, there's always Childline, which has expanded its services now to include cyberbullying. So all of these things can be done from a practical point of view, but we need to think about what is it that we, uh, as a church, we as Christians need to do to respond. And actually, the, the, the passage that's been read to us by Jeff, and if you go into, in your own time, go into look at the whole of Ephesians 5, uh, it, it gets into it more explicitly. Um, the writer Paul would not have known about the online systems. I don't think he ever used WhatsApp. I don't think so. Somebody can, some Bible scholar can pick me up on that one later. But the fundamentals of human nature that Paul talks about still very much apply. So let's look at what the Bible is saying there in this passage. 
Here's the first thing he says, and this is the bit that we had earlier. Don't take part in those worthless things that are done in the dark. That's the bit that I put up earlier. So that kind of, I hope, is a taken for granted, but let's say it. Everything I've said so far is aimed at those who are on the receiving end of this stuff. But if this is something that you're involved in and you've been part of sending messages or ganging up on someone, whatever it is, adults and kids, and clearly that is not something we should be doing. These are things done in the dark that we should not be involved in. The second part I didn't put up before. No, let's just go back, Stefan. The second part of, of that sentence is, instead show how wrong they are. So this isn't just about not joining in with this stuff. This is also saying, be bold. We need to be brave. And as a church, as Christians, as Jesus followers, we need to show that this is wrong. And sometimes that's going to mean standing up to bullying, which is on that next slide. There are lots of campaigns stand up to bullying. But as individuals, we can also act as Jesus. What would, what would Jesus do? We know that Jesus would stand up to this. And sometimes that's, that takes a brave step. To stand up and say this is wrong. And side with the person who is uh, the victim. So that's step one. Not taking part and also standing up against it. To be bold. That is part of what we, we should be doing. But the second part takes it a little bit further. Because in verses 8 and 9. I think Paul goes even a little bit further. And says we got to act like people of the light. And make our lights shine. Which means being good and honest and truthful so step one is don't get involved don't do it yourself step two is stand up against it step three is do stuff that is positive yourselves make your light shine we're all called as christians to shine our light in the world this is what maybe a good friend looks like online this was another the result of another survey someone who's kind online someone i can trust someone who stands up for me someone who makes me smile so if there is somebody that you know that is definitely on the edge, on the fringe, is being isolated, is clearly being the victim in some way, or it looks like they're about to be. Maybe you don't even know, but you can see that, that there's somebody who needs words of encouragement, who needs building up. Let's use these, these apps, let's use these messaging systems, as well as the personal phone calls. But let's use what we've got, these tools, to turn them into the media for the good. Let's send really positive messages to our friends. Let's send really positive messages to people who are not our friends that we can see are being challenged. People have to stand up. As children of the light, it's our job to shine those lights into the murky depths of the online world. And I'm not talking about going to explore the dark web. I'm just talking about within the, the, the circumference of our own influence and our own networks. So that's the second thing. Don't get involved. Stand up to those who are doing it and, and, and help support those who are victims. Be positive in your online engagement. And one thing that I would say there, and this is something I, I have to speak to myself because I'm not very good at Often, I don't spend a lot of time on, on social media, but when I do, sometimes you see stuff out there and you think, that's not right. And then you think, oh... I can't be bothered getting involved because you know what's going to come back. A whole avalanche of responses. And it seems like there are people who spend their entire lives just waiting for comments back. And, and that can get you entangled. But I think sometimes I, maybe all of us, need to think about are we being lights 
in the world when we could be? Are we posting positive messages? Are we responding appropriately? But equally, not necessarily just responding, but is there some positive story, something we could repost that we've read to start filling the online airwaves with some positive and, and uh, Christian messages? Not necessarily evangelical, just positive, life-affirming stories. That's the second thing. And the third thing is this. All of this is not something that we're going to be able to do on our own. Jesus loved the church. He put the church in place because he wants us to act corporately. And we can't do this stuff in our own strength. We were not called to be lone rangers. So Paul's point here is we need to build our own strength corporately. So when we meet together, yes, sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and praise the Lord. But that could also mean just meeting together and talking and building each other up. It could be in life, the life groups. For young ones, it's making sure that you do have friends who are also followers of Jesus. Building those friendships are really important as we grow up so we have that strength. And why not use the online forums? I don't know how many of you do. But if, these are the, if the WhatsApps and the Instagrams and the Facebooks are being used for malign purposes, for bad purposes... And why not start using them for good? Why not start, let's start creating WhatsApp groups and other groups to build each other up. I don't know how much we do that. I know there are certain groups that, that meet and talk in the church. And that might be something we want to focus on. So at the end of all of this, we've got a very difficult society problem. And we, you people sitting in here now, from the very young to the very old, have some responsibility to stand up and be counted. And I think... Paul's words to the Ephesians, which obviously had no idea about what was coming, are perhaps more important today than they ever were. Let's stand up. We're going to sing now. And in this song, I will worship. It's a call and response. Would you like to stand?